Hello, dear friends. If you recognize that theme song, you know it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I'm glad that you've joined us today. Every one of you uh, that are part of our physical congregation right here in Tampa, Florida, and every one of you that are part of our internet congregation, we welcome you today. Amen. We're not trying to take the place of your pastor. Uh, wherever you go to church in that uh, internet congregation, we are seeking to be a blessing to you and, and, and just to add to whatever you're being taught, just to bring uh, a perspective to the Word of God that we believe will just help you, amen, to stand true and stand strong in this day that we are living. You know, the Scripture said, in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation, uh, that is descriptive of the last day generation in particular, wicked and perverse, perilous times will come. Because men shall become, and all the list of the wickedness and perverseness that that will be present in the last days, and not only that, but seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, uh, false doctrines and false teachers and false prophets, what an array of adversaries there are to the light and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And yet we are promised that we can and will overcome if we embrace our faith and release our faith. So I'm going to talk to you today about God's promise to the overcomer. God's promise to the overcomer. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5. So listen to it carefully today. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. I want to stop just a minute. There's a lot of people using the name Christian that have not been born again. How do you know? Because there's no fruit. We're not saved by works, but if you're truly saved today, there will be works to confirm that. And I'm not talking about sinless perfection, but I'm talking about a salvation that works from the inside out into our life. There used to be a song uh, as a, a minister came on, a televangelist came on years ago, and it was, the name of the song was Evidence. Evidence. Will, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Friend of mine, evidence is what God says should be present if we're truly saved, and the evidence is called the fruit of of the Holy Spirit, His work within us. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's nothing less and nothing more or less than the reproduction of the character of Christ within the life of the believer. So if you're truly born again, truly saved, you're in a battle today that's raging on three fronts, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And conquering the world means conquering the flesh, and conquering the flesh means conquering the devil. I want to say that again. Conquering the world means conquering the flesh, and conquering the flesh means conquering the devil. Listen, we might define it this way. The world 
is a system of beliefs and values directly under the influence of the devil, the evil one. You know, the Bible says of the world system that the whole world lies under the influence of the evil one, the power of the evil one. And it is designed to appeal to the weakness of our flesh. And it is a system that blinds the minds of everyone who believes not. But if you're a Christian today, your eyes have been opened and you have believed. And the scripture says in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, listen again, for whatsoever is born of God, born again, born from above, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. I want to stop right here again. This is not just the faith to believe. It is the faith, the Christian faith, that promises this kind of change in the heart, this kind of power and enablement, this kind of revelation by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why the Bible said we're to, we're to put up a, a fight Earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Hallelujah. Because if you embrace the faith that was once delivered within our, our faith, our, what we believe about Christ and what we believe about God and what we believe according to the scripture. Amen. That faith brings us to a place that we can believe the truth that we find in that faith. And verse five says, who is he that overcometh the world? He that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. One paraphrase translates, for every child of God defeats the evil world by trusting Christ to give the victory. And the ones who win the battle against the world are the ones who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I want to say something about that. Declaring Jesus declaring Jesus to be the Son of God, that He is the Son of God, is declaring Jesus to be very God manifest in flesh. God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus, translated from the, the old covenant Joshua, Yeshua, God for us, because Yeshua means a Savior. Not only is God with us through Christ, God is for us because of Christ and what He's done for us at the cross. Hallelujah. Listen, I want you to know today that all victory begins with the revelation of who Jesus is. And it is the foundation for the victory that is promised. Hallelujah. Of the, of the church, all the, 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 various members that make up the true church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is he that overcomes the world? He that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And this doesn't mean that you automatically overcome. It does mean that you can defeat your enemy because you have been given divine revelation and enablement by the Holy Spirit. This is a spiritual battle. It will not be done by just just knowing the right 
creeds and dogmas and doctrines. It begins by actually experiencing that revelation and that enablement of the Holy Spirit. Listen to Matthew 16, verse 13 through 19. It says, And when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, and some Elias or Elijah, and others Jeremiah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter, and I want you to know, Simon Peter was a fisherman. He, he wasn't in any way involved in, 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 in deeply in doctrine or theology or, 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 or any of the tenets of the old covenant. He's just a, a, a simple fisherman. But he answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. There it is, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. I want you to get that. Underscore that. Flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. This is revelation knowledge by the Holy Spirit from the Father himself. Verse 18 says, And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock... Now, I want you to look at this carefully. Some people have said that Peter, the church is built on Peter. Dear Lord, I hope it isn't. Because Peter, like us, had his weaknesses and his flaws and his failures. Amen. But Jesus never did. Glory be to God. This is about... This is not about a piece of the rock... Peter. This is about the rock himself, the granite mountain, Jesus Christ. And upon this rock, this revelation of who Jesus is, I will build my church and the gates of hell itself shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I tell you, verse 18, you are Peter. In the Greek, a piece of rock. Large, yes, but a piece of rock. Maybe a boulder even. And on this rock, Petra, different word for rock, a huge rock like Gibraltar, in other words, a granite mountain. I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. I like that. Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. One evangelist, Reinhard Bonnke, I don't know if you've heard of him. He had a, he's with the Lord. He's rewarded now for, for his evangelistic efforts in Africa. And he, he, he said that, that God had called him to plunder 
hell and populate heaven. Listen, the gates of hell can't hold out against us unless we do not assail them. Unless we do not by faith begin to bind that enemy that is blinding. I don't mean that he'll ever quit operating, but if you're praying for a loved one, the Bible said the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Yes, lest they see the glory, what you have seen, what I'm seeing, what we are seeing of the gospel and be saved. The God of this world has blinded the minds of men to fool is the Greek word, and it's like a smoked bottle. And in particular, it means also to puff up with pride. You know, some people don't want to admit that their preconceived ideas, their, their, their new age philosophy, their, their particular uh, ideology is not correct. They would have to humble themselves to say, you know, I, you're right. I, I, I was wrong about that. But let me tell you something. It's going to take the Holy Spirit and it's going to take holy intercession that the God of this world not be able to continue to blind the people that God has sent us to, to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Gates here is the Greek pule. The gates of hell is likened to a vast prison. Listen, hell has no hold on you if you have truly been saved. The devil cannot hold you in bondage, nor can his gates hold out against you. Amen. Some scholars interpret the gates of hell as death's powerful doors through which we pass never to return. Satan's dark prison of captive souls. We need to plunder hell in order to populate heaven. Listen, the devil's not going to give in. The devil's never going to give up. We're going to have to overcome him. We're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. But we can. We are equipped to do it by revelation and by divine enablement by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Death hath no hold. No claim. Jesus is the Son of God indeed. He's conquered death for all who believe on Him. The true church is built upon the revelation of who Jesus is by the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible said our faith is built upon the apostles and the prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. Listen. Although we're divinely enabled to overcome, we still must fight in order to win. First Timothy 6 and 12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. And this word profession means confession. And that's what it means in the New Covenant when it says, Hold fast your profession of faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Glory be to God. Oh, dear friend of mine, I want you to know there's victory for you and me today. 
Someone has said this about these verses of Scripture. There must be conflict with corruption and temptation and the opposition of the powers of darkness. Observe, it's a good fight. It's a good cause. And it will have a good result. It is the light, the fight of faith. It is the fight of faith. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. According to Second Corinthians 10, 3 and 4, he exhorts him to lay hold on eternal life. Observe eternal life, the crown proposed to us for our encouragement to war, to fight the good fight of faith, the good warfare. This we must lay hold on as those that are afraid of coming short of it and losing it. Amen. We must lay hold. Take heed of losing your crown. Hold fast that that thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Revelation 3 and verse 11. We shouldn't live in fear. What what this is saying and what I am I am def- defining from this. I want to clearly interpret it. Amen. Don't let any man talk you out of keeping the faith. Don't let anyone in your life have more influence on you and over you than Christ through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Scriptures. Friend of mine, don't let anybody take your crown. Praise God. We're called to the fight to lay hold on eternal life. The profession Timothy and all faithful ministers have is before many witnesses is a good profession. For they profess and engage to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. Their calling and profession oblige them. Hallelujah. I want to submit to you, we give up too easy. We give in too easy. We need to get our fight back. The day we decide to stand our ground against the enemy, all of heaven's resources become ours. You can win the battle today. We're well able to take the land. You know, the Bible said we are conquerors through Jesus Christ. No, it did not phrase it that way in the actual scripture. You know what it says? It says we are, you got it. I know you got it with me. You've been studying the word. We're more. I can't trap you today, can I? Come on. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're well able to overcome. We're well equipped to win the battle with spiritual armament. I can't help it today. I got to, I got to praise God more than any Anything I can put in words today. This is a God-given, God-provided, God-granted victory that hell itself cannot defeat. And I'm telling you, God is still on the throne. Jesus is still Lord. We are still on the battlefield. Amen. And when the dust of battle settles, we will still be standing and the enemy will be defeated and he will be vanquished and Jesus will be exalted. Hallelujah. Praise God. Friend of mine, I want you to know 
I am not apologetic for the revelation of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. I am not apologetic for the divine enablement by God granting through the Holy Spirit power, spiritual power, power, dunamis is the word, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you should be witnesses, not just for me, not just passing out tracts or, or putting on bumper stickers, but you will be witnesses unto me in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Glory to God. I'm going to tell you right now, amen. Hell's gates are no match for Christ's authority and power. Demons still tremble at the sound of his name. Second Corinthians ten three and 4 says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. One discouraged pastor laments, We are not losing battles just because we war after the flesh but rather because we do not war at all. That is a sad commentary on the, on the inactive, Holy Spirit-empowered church. Amen. We have the power to overcome. We need to be taught who we are in Jesus, and we need to be taught who Jesus is in us. And we need to be taught what it means to not just have the Holy Spirit but to have the Holy Spirit have us. Praise God. You get the Holy Spirit as far as Christ coming into you by the Spirit when you become a Christian. Holy Spirit gets you when you are so surrendered to God that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God that you are filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Satan is counting on Christians giving in and giving up. Someone said, and I believe it's very accurate, and I'm sorry that it is true, the church of Jesus Christ is weak and anemic because she lives below her privilege of power. So Satan counts on keeping us in the dark about who we are in Christ, who Christ is in us, and the person and work of the Holy Spirit in and through us. The Holy Ghost shouts, stand up and declare that Jesus is Lord and He is the Son of God according to the Scripture. Hallelujah! And by the revelation of God. And fight that good fight of faith. Hebrews 10 verse 23 said, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith. That word profession here is the word confession. And in the Greek, it literally means to say the same thing as another. When we begin to line up with the Word of God and the truth of God, hallelujah, and the Son of God, listen, and we say what the Word of God declares, and we know it's true in our heart. You know, the Bible said, if we continue in the Word, John 8 and verse 30, and 31. Listen, if you continue in my word, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and, and the truth 
will make you free. I've heard that out of context over and over. Didn't the Bible say the truth will make you free? No, the Bible said, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth. And Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He said, I am truth. I don't just, I praise God. Amen. And the Holy Spirit, He's the Spirit of truth, the Scripture says. And when He comes, He will guide you into all truth. And when that occurs, revelation by the Holy Spirit from Christ, amen, you will know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Why? Because they that know their God are going to be strong and do exploits. And that's what the book of Acts really is. It's the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God who know the truth. Praise. I like the Amplified. It said, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Hallelujah. If we storm the gates of hell declaring victory in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan cannot hold out. He simply can't prevail. If we fight, we will overcome. We're going to see God move because we're going to, we're going to take ground from the enemy because the gates of hell cannot hold out. I want to read the testimony of a 13-year-old girl. Her name is Nikki. It is spelled N-I-K-K-I. And, and, and listen to what she says. She says, and this is, this is the kind of overcoming faith, childlike, but many people who have been in church for years don't, don't, don't believe like this, this, at the, at the time she was 10, she began this journey of faith and overcoming. I want to read that to you. I like to, I like to end with a testimony of faith. And this is her words. And I quote, Hello. When I was 10 years old, I am now 13, I was diagnosed with two things. Polyarticulate juvenile rheumatoid arthritis and system, systemic lupus. I thought my life was done and over with. I mean, come on. I had to drop out of cheerleading, gymnastics, PE, physical education, everything. I couldn't dance or march in the band either. I could hardly move anymore. My bones and muscles were literally eating themselves up. I prayed every day, though, and I had the faith of a child. <laughs> Guess what? God healed me of the lupus. Praise Him. I still have some arthritis, but I believe God's working on it. I can march in the band now, thanks to God. Funny thing is, the doctors don't know how I don't have it anymore. It's an incurable disease, you know. Doctors said so. Well, let me tell you this. With God, all things are possible. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, Nikki. Amen. Listen, there are people that have been in church for 
decades who don't know who they are in Jesus and they don't know who Jesus is in them. And it's not just having simple faith like a little child. It's having a faith based on a revelation of God. Hallelujah. Not just a faith based on a denominational dogma or creed, though it may be an accurate dogma or creed. And friend of mine, we need the dogma. We need the creed. We need the foundation of faith built on the Word of God. But we desperately need the Holy Spirit who brings it by revelation. Peter, that old salty fisherman, (laughs) hallelujah, became an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, a defender and proclaimer of the faith, and part of those who have become the foundation for the building of his church, a building fitly framed together for a habitation of God by the Spirit. That's who you are today. That's who I am today. Hallelujah. Part and parcel of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, qualified sanctified by the blood of Jesus that we might be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Friend of mine, I want you to know that this is the last of the last days. The coming of Christ is at the doors. We have a window of opportunity that is granted to us. I believe this COVID thing is going to be pushed back enough because enough people are praying against it that we might have that opportunity once again and we might seize the day. As the Scriptures declare, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Not backing up, not giving up, not giving up any ground, but but utilizing Every moment, redeeming the time means using the time that we have for the purpose that God has us in the kingdom for. We're in the kingdom for a time such as this, and it's not to play church, and it's not to sit idle on a pew. It's to become the powerful, prevailing, proclaiming witnesses of Jesus that are going to witness a great harvest of souls just before the coming of Jesus Christ. I hope you're inspired today. I am inspired to do all I can. Someone said one time this, I am am only one, but I am one. I can't do everything, but I can do something. And by the help and the grace of God, Hallelujah. I'll do whatever I can. Praise God. Friend of mine, we're going to do what we can with what we have as long as we can and be found working for Jesus, looking for Jesus, serving Jesus, proclaiming Jesus when He comes. Amen. I pray that you are blessed today. And if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'm going to tell you the Holy Ghost is right where you are right now. Amen. He knew you were going to hear the message today. He loves you. He loves you. God loves you. Christ loves you. And the reason He 
call me to preach and others and proclaim the good news of Jesus, Yeshua. Listen, if God is with us, Emmanuel, and God is for us, Yeshua. Jesus was named Yeshua, a common name because Joshua was a great hero and defender of the covenant people, a savior. Jesus is a great hero and a savior of his people from their sins, not just from physical enemies, but from the devil himself, from our own weakness, our own failure, our own fallacies and our own folly. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. That's why I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today and that blind eyes spiritually are coming open. And I believe you see what I've been saying, not because I've been saying it, because it's the Word of God, it's the truth of God, and the Spirit of truth is right now overturning in you what the devil has been lying to you and deceiving you about. Today, don't run from him. Bow to him. Run to him. Confess your sins and receive his salvation. Repent of your sin and he will embrace you and pardon every sin. And you will become a son of God. And you'll become part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you'll go with us when the trumpet sounds and the dead raise and we're caught up to meet him. In Jesus' name.